0: Good evening, everyone. Broadcasting live, April 3rd, 2016. Today's quote, again from the Anguttara Nikaya. Again, he's not doing a very good job of translating, in my opinion. know where he would get intent attention from so we have to really ignore this quote because the english because he's done a poor job translating there's no way around it so the the dhammas here are the four dhammas that lead to and not progress they lead to benefit hita the word is hita which just means welfare or benefit And it's not even worldly progress so he's not even translating he's very much paraphrasing <clears throat> me he's talking to someone in i don't know this is the backstory anyway not important uh, chatarome Dhamma, there are these four Dhammas, Kulaputasa Ditta Dhamma Hitaya Sangvatanti. So Ditta Dhamma, again we have this phrase, Ditta means seen, Dhamma is is reality. So in the reality that is seen. In other words, right now, without delay, without not in the next life. Ditta Dhamma often means referring to this life. So Ditta Dhamma Hitaya means, benefit in this life so it's not exactly worldly but the point is these are the things that lead to benefit in this life Um, because it doesn't take practice of the buddha's teaching to to succeed in this life right you can you can actually be a terrible terrible person and still succeed to some extent in this life your life may be shorter than others or it'll eventually turn around but uh, even evil people so for that reason benefit in this life that only touches this life it's not so much related to the dhamma and hence the use of the word worldly but that's not exactly what it means these are important but they're more important they're important in a broad sense the four actually can be applied, well, generally, it, with some. I mean, they can be applied to a monk. They can be applied to meditators. It's, not, it's mostly actually directed to lay people but, um, and people living in the world. But nonetheless, they're good to keep in mind. And these are, these are actually one of the core teachings in cultural Buddhism. Like in Thailand, it's a big one. These four are something that they used to learn. In schools, and the novices learn in schools. One of the first things we learned: uh, nai lok ni, dhammas that have benefit in this life. Lok ni, lok na. So they pair with another set of dhammas, which are those that have uh, samparaika hita samparai kahita something like that which is the dhammas that have benefit in the next life Uh, it's another set of four dhammas so we'll talk about those as well in fact we even have a third set so we can round it off and talk about all the dhammas that have benefit uh Chodok, this monk in Bangkok, he used to talk about these a lot. Prayot lok ni prayot na, prayot sut. The third one is Sulsut, so means the very highest benefit. Prayot kuniphan, that which leads you to nibbana, nirvana. But these first four, Utana Sampada means effort. You have to be a, you have to be um, uh, endowed with effort. Dita dhamma hitaya dita dhamma Sukhaya. If you want benefit, if you're looking for your welfare and and happiness, in the here and now, you need effort. You need to work. And so he gives, a, he explains what that means. It means you have to uh, make your living. You have to be skillful and diligent, possessing judgment about it in order to carry it out and arrange it properly initiative bhikkhu bodhi translates as initiative i'm not still not convinced but i mean the gumption taking up the task in all things this is the case the question is are is you are you uh, making effort in your work so this applies for meditators as well if you want the meditation to be successful You have to work at it to some extent we can apply this right um and this is actually related to as i said it was being talked to taught to uh, diga janu who uh, who goes by the clan name Vyagap Bajja. Anyway, uh, he, so he says, we use sandalwood from Kasi, we wear garland scents and unguents. we receive gold and silver, meaning we're not monks, we're not even spiritually religious people. We live in the world, we uh, work and we play and we laugh and we sing and we eat and we drink and make merry. But what can we do he says, teach us the Dhamma in a way that will lead to our welfare and happiness in this present life and in future lives. Dita Dhamma Sukhaya, Dita Dhamma Hitaya. And then the other one, so in future lives, Samparaya Hitaya, sorry, Samparaya Hitaya, Samparaya It's the other one. So for the next life. So the Buddha separates them because they're two different things as i said in this life it's more related to uh, sort of functional things so the first one is you have to work you have to have the initiative you can't just sit around and wait for uh, happiness and welfare to come to you if you want to succeed in life you have to work number two you have to guard or protect or save up right you have to guard your wealth, that which you have amassed. You have to think to yourself, how can I prevent kings and thieves from taking it, fire from burning it, floods from sweeping it off, and displeasing heirs from taking it. Yeah, heirs, are, uh, heirs can be displeasing. Heirs as in uh, people who iner- inherit things that are... Maybe they come looking for their inheritance early or something. So, what can I do to um, sustain my life? Again, a worldly thing, but I mean, it works for all of us. I have to concern myself about my robes mm-hmm. and and my belongings. But in regards to meditation, this is important as well. We, uh, not only do we have to work hard in meditation, but we have to be careful. Uh, Ajahn Tong talks about this simile, I think from the Visuddhimagga, someone rocking a uh, rocking a cradle. When you're rocking, well, in the olden days they would have the baby in a hammock, maybe I don't know, or in a cradle, I guess, and they had they'd have it on a string, so they could sit far away and and they just pull on the string to keep the rocker going. And that would keep the baby asleep, but you had to be careful. You know, if you if you didn't keep your eye on it, the baby would wake up. Uh, and so the idea is that meditation is like something very delicate that you have to keep your mind on. If you're not uh, if you're not paying attention, the baby will wake up. You'll lose your lose your mindfulness, it's very easy to get off track. You see, in the meditation, again and again, we will get off track, and you have to bring yourself back again and again, guarding. So it's analogous analogous to to, to the you know it works on that level as well. In terms, but in terms of anything, you could put this on any level. You need to uh, anything you do, you need to have effort, and you have to be careful guard guard what you have gained through your effort so we don't um, squander sometimes people come to meditate here and then they go out in the world and think they're invincible because it's easier to be invincible here there's not so much bothering you when you go out there you realize oh i didn't maybe i didn't quite get as much out of the meditation as i thought maybe we got this much and you thought you got this much and course your expectations are not met because you're not uh, mindful sometimes we go out and and it's a it's a shock a wake-up call and you realize you have to guard yourself part of it is negligence but that's the thing is you can't be negligent if you want to succeed in anything meditation spiritual or worldly you have to be careful Number three is, we need good friends, kalyana mitata. And this, of course, goes with everything. In Thailand, in meditation, this was a problem. Too many people in the monastery, and it's easy to get caught up with the wrong people. Easy to sit down and chat and uh, to get sidetracked. And we sidetracked each other as well. Luckily, here in Hamilton, we have very small centers, so our meditators come and they're not bothered by others. But by good friendship, it means people who are practicing, who appreciate practice, who teach practice, who uh, who accommodate you in your practice, people who, uh, who care about you, care about your, your pra- spiritual practice who can offer you advice and who can give you the space you need and that kind of thing. People who can guide you and, and be an example for you. That's a good friend. The Buddha is our good friend, really. That's why we use we think about the Buddha a lot, because he's someone who, when you think about him, it gives you a good example. It gives you something to relate your practice to. Someone who has gone the distance. Number four is Samadivata. Sama Givita. Right? Samaji sam Samajivata Sam Samajivita. Should be Sam. Mm. Samadivita. Sama means living according to your means. So this is a fairly worldly one. Right, so it, with friendship, of course, that's obviously important in the world as well. If you don't have good friends, you won't succeed. It's um, having to re- deal with the stress of enemies and having to deal with their problems, having to deal with people who lead you in the wrong direction. It applies in all aspects, but samajivita is mostly related to the world. you know. it's Explicitly, this means living within your means. So if you want to succeed in the world, you have to not only acquire and protect your wealth Uh, but you have to not squander it yourself you have to budget and you have to be content with what you have and that kind of thing because if you live outside your means this is where people go into debt i mean it might seem like a trite sort of statement but uh, it's amazing how many people live outside their means aren't able to stop themselves from Loan, Borrowing money and, and getting into serious debt, and that can. You have to be careful. But um, you know, the, the, the simple word we can apply to meditation as well. Um, because I, you know, I want to really apply this to meditation. We want to be talking about what is of most benefit. We don't have all that much time to focus too much on worldly things, even though they're helpful. And also, I've got a meditator here listening, so I have to help him, give him something to think about. Um, but samadhi vita means uh, the way you're you you're living to uh, be balanced, not too much excess, but not too little. So the the excess and the um, lack. Both, both, if not enough, too much. Uh, both are problematic. If you don't practice enough, if you practice too much, if you practice without taking a break, it can also be to your detriment. But mostly living, uh, living throughout the day balanced, with a balanced mind, balancing your faculties. So, um, Confidence, effort, mindfulness, concentration, and wisdom balancing them. And not working too, not practicing too hard, not practicing too little. We know the work we have to do. And uh, so we do it consistently and, and systematically. That's what's important. Anyway, those are the benefits in this world, mostly worldly things. Um, The ones that lead to benefit in the next life, I think he then goes on. Right, there are four four other things that lead to happiness and welfare in future lives. So these are a little bit more spiritual, but this is more leading to heaven. Uh, Let's see if I can get the Pali. Here we are. Sadha Sampada, Sila Sampada, jaga sampada Panya Sampada. So the four, these are the samparaya sampraya hita, sampraya hitaya sampraya sukaya. You need to benefit in the next life. So these are more spiritual. And these are you could say sort of um, the the positive uh, mundane results heaven being still mundane but these are the sort of things that lead you to heaven so they're the positive mundane results of spiritual practice like meditation um, but these, actually these four are not all that mundane at all but they're sort of relating to going to heaven because again he's telling this to a layman who's not probably meditating but um, probably should uh, but anyway has uh, Buddha gives him these four sadda means confidence or you could say faith, sadha, sampadha means you have right faith, faith in the right thing, faith in the Buddha, the Dhamma, Sangha, faith, faith in spiritual teaching, faith in good people, faith in good things. Confidence in yourself, confidence in good things about yourself, confidence in your ability to cultivate goodness. Number two, sila Sampada. Morality, endowed with morality, Uh, the five precepts, Uh, guarding your senses, (laughs) Um, considering the use of your requisites so that the things you use, you don't use them for the wrong purposes, And, uh, and right livelihood. And number three, Chaga Sampada, endowed with generosity. Or Chaga is maybe renunciation or abandoning, giving up, I guess. We usually translate it as generosity. In a mundane sense, that's what it means. It means giving gifts and and supporting others and, and being charitable. But uh, on a deeper level, it means giving up. And you give up your desire, when you give up giving up your desire is actually a great gift because the less desire you have, the more you're able to give and give up and help and support others and do for others. But if you're always obsessed with your own benefit, very little time to give to others. Uh, Number four, panya sampada, wisdom. One should be endowed with wisdom. This is a great benefit. It's also a benefit for this life, but sometimes wise people still may not do that well in this life nonetheless they do well in their minds wisdom is the greatest the the most powerful weapon we have or tool we have for benefit, for welfare, for happiness because with wisdom you know right from wrong wisdom you're able to rise above your problems when things go wrong you're able to see them as they are and it's not really even about rising above them It's um, seeing through the cloud of ignorance that leads us to see things as problems. Because there's no such thing. Problem is just a name that we give to, a label that we give to something. The truth is there's experience. Wisdom helps us to see that. As a result, we don't get attached to things because out of wisdom we see that that's a problem. It doesn't lead to, to happiness. We don't get angry about things because we see that that leads to problem. When we give up delusion, wisdom is the opposite of delusion. Wisdom is like the bright light. When you shine the bright light, in, uh, the, the darkness goes away. So the Buddha said, Vinaya lokeya bijyad domanasang uh, Giving up in this world uh, greed and anger, desire and aversion. And Ajahn Tong he said, why doesn't he ask? I think the commenter actually says, why doesn't uh, but I remember a talk Tong said, Why doesn't he why do, why don't they why doesn't the Buddha mention delusion? It's because mindfulness, this is from the Satipatthana Sutta, mindfulness is like a bright light. When you shine it in, the darkness disappears. So you don't even have to mention delusion. When you're being mindful, you're working to give up greed and anger. Because you've remove the delusion during that time, There's wisdom, wisdom can arise about the greed and the anger and uh, so those four are that which leads to benefit in future lives and the third group that I said the one which leads to Nibbana is the four, actually the four satipatthana I think and pretty sure that's what Lumpo Chodok used to say what are the four that lead to nibbana? Well, it doesn't say in this sutta, this only gives the two sets, but the third set you have to talk about. If you're looking for that which is the ultimate benefit, it's the four satipatthana, because the Buddha said, Eka bika ve mango. This is the one way, the direct way that leads to nibbana. And that's the four satipatthana. Anyway. So, another little bit of dhamma tonight. I still have more work to do tonight. We're at crunch time. Tomorrow, I don't know if I'll be able to uh, broadcast. We have the symposium on Tuesday. So, and people have been emailing us. Ah, students, leave everything to the last moment. I should have known. So, they're all emailing us all day, apologizing for waiting to the last minute and hoping they can join the symposium. Anyway, so that's all for tonight. Have a good night, everyone.